Hello, everyone. I'm Richard Roberts, and welcome to the Expect a Miracle podcast. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been through a storm? <laughs> now, <laughs> we live in Oklahoma, and Oklahoma is geographically located almost in the center of the country. And we get the cold fronts that come down from Canada and the warm fronts that come from the Gulf of Mexico. And when they meet, <laughs> it feels like all hell's breaking loose. We have a tornado season here, usually starts somewhere in April and goes maybe through July. And we have some humdingers. We get thunderstorms. Uh, you know, I get, I, I get tickled. I get to California and people talk about, oh, we had a quarter of an inch of rain. It's like a monsoon. Here, we can get five inches of rain in three hours. <laughs> California says, rain? What's that? <laughs> but, but when we have a storm in Oklahoma, oh my goodness, uh, it, the wind was blowing the other day 40 miles an hour with gusts higher than, than that. But we get all kinds of weather here. We get all four seasons. Sometimes we get six seasons, and sometimes you can have two seasons in the same day. <laughs> we, we, we have real storms. I'm talking about a different kind of storm. I'm talking about something that just scares the living daylights out of you. I remember reading in the Bible, Jesus one day said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side of the lake. Now, he was speaking of the lake of Gennesaret, which commonly is called the Sea of Galilee. It's up in the northern part of Israel. I've been there. I've been swimming in the Sea of Galilee. The water's crystal clear, and uh, it's a beautiful lake. I've eaten St. Peter's fish in the restaurants uh, there in the Tiberias area up near, in, in near Galilee, and I know that area fairly well. Jesus said, let us go over to the other side of the lake. Now, Jesus had something in mind, but he didn't tell the disciples what it was. And so they got into their little boat. I don't know how big the boat was, enough to handle his disciples and him. So if all 12 disciples were there and Jesus, that was at least a boat big enough to handle 13 people. And they get out on the lake when all of a sudden a storm came. And Jesus had gone to the back of the ship and taken a pillow and had fallen asleep. Suddenly, the winds and the waves were crashing up against the boat. It looked like the boat was going to capsize. The boats in those days were not made. They were not constructed like our boats and ships today. They were made out of just wood and, and not the best wood at that. And it was very easy for them to capsize. And one of the reasons is because the Sea of Galilee is uh, 200 feet below sea level. And it is subject to violent storms almost without notice. Well, they got out there in the middle of the lake. And all of a sudden, the winds and the waves began to howl. And they began to be frightened that they were going to drown. And they forgot. They forgot that Jesus was in the boat with them. And Peter just began to panic. Suddenly, he remembered. And he went back to where Jesus was sleeping. And he woke him up. He said, Jesus, Jesus, don't you care that we're about to drown? How many times have we human beings said things like that to, to the Lord? Lord, don't you know what I'm going through? Lord, don't you care? Lord, where are you in this situation? Lord, I, I'm perishing. I'm, I, I'm, I'm falling. I'm, I, I'm, it's all falling apart. Don't you care? Jesus didn't chide him. He didn't criticize him. He didn't ask him all kinds of questions. He just rose from where he was sleeping, went to the bow of the ship, put out his hands, and said, peace be still. He rebuked the winds and the waves, and they stopped. When they got to the other side, he said, where was your faith? Simple question. In other words, by his question, you could tell that they had faith to stop that storm. 
They had faith not to be afraid. Where was it? What have they done with it? Let me ask you a question. Have you misplaced your faith? Have you stopped believing in the middle of the situation? Have you allowed fear, anxiety, depression, discouragement to overtake your mind? Have you allowed that? Jesus had something in mind. And so he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. And when he said it, what it really meant was, let's go over because we're not going under. Think about that for a minute. What did Jesus have in mind? There was a demoniac, the madman of Gadara, on the other side of the lake. He lived in the cemetery. He was naked, no clothing. He was terrorizing the little city. Jesus was on his way to cast that foul spirit out of him. And when he said, let us go over to the other side, it meant they could not go under. I got news for you. Jesus is in the boat with you. You say, well, he must be asleep. <laughs> well, Peter wasn't ashamed to wake him up. Jesus, <laughs> don't you care? <laughs> sure he cares. Yes, he cares for you very, very much. But he expects you to do your part as well. You know, Jesus is not going to the cross again. He's not going to shed his blood again. He's already shed his blood for the remission of sins. He's not going to take 39 stripes for your healing. He's already done it. Jesus has made a way, but he expects us to do our part. My dad used to say to me, son, without God, I cannot, but without me, he will not. And they arrived at the other side and Jesus found that man and cast the devil out of him. And suddenly the man was in his right mind and he was fully clothed. It was a miracle. But the point of the story is don't allow fear to grip your life. Don't allow fear to take over your emotions. Use your faith. I remember when our little boy died in my arms. I was in my mid-30s. Um, Lindsay was in her late 20s. And um, it was a very rough time. Little Richard Oral died in my arms after birth. He had only lived for 36 hours. He looked perfect. And yet 36 hours later, he was dead in my arms. And the fear and the worry that came into my heart. And I know what it feels like. I've been there. And that's one of the reasons why I pray in tongues every day, because only praying in tongues brought me through that. That built my faith back up. And when a storm comes, that's when I start praying in tongues. Now, in the natural, here in Oklahoma where we live, we take all kinds of precautions. We have a little shelter uh, for a storm like that, and we take certain precautions. You do things like that in the natural. But also, I speak to the winds and the waves. You see, now that may sound crazy to you. Well, you live in Oklahoma, it doesn't sound crazy. <laughs> I speak to the winds and the waves. Yes, I've been through tornadoes before, but notice I said I've been through them. I've been through them. I've been through them. And you can come through your storms as well. You can do it. You know, one thing that people like the most about these podcasts is some of the stories that I tell going back all the way back to my childhood. I was there in this story, but I don't remember it because I was just two years old. 
My father stretched his tent in Amarillo, Texas. It was a tent that seated 7,000. It was a brand new tent. It was 1950. I was two years old. Now, if you've been wondering how old Richard Roberts is, you do the math. <laughs> I was in my mother's arms when all of a sudden a tornado came across that, that uh, uh, prairie, I guess you'd call it. And they did not have any weather warning systems in 1950 like they have today. They didn't have the radar. They didn't have all the things that, that we have today to tell us when a storm is coming. All of a sudden, they looked up, and here came a tornado across the plains. And the pe people began to run for their lives. And uh, a tornado came right through the tent. My mother and my dad got me and put me with them under the steel platform because there was nowhere else to hide. The storm passed, but when they came out from under the platform, the tent had been demolished. It was literally destroyed. They found pieces of the tent and tent poles miles away. There was nothing left of the tent. But the next day, the newspaper reported, in fact, the headline in the Amarillo paper was, Saving of 7,000 Call Miracle. Not one person was killed. It was, a, it was a real miracle. And the next day, as my dad would tell me the story as I grew up, he went out to survey the damage. And he began to weep because he had just bought that tent. He just paid for it. And now it was demolished. Someone walked up to him, handed him a telegram. Now, there was no email in that day, no text message, no, no modern communication system. Handed him an email. It was from Charles Blair. Charles Blair pastored Calvary Temple in Denver, Colorado. And Charles said to my dad in the, in the uh, uh, telegram, Oral Roberts, you can't go under for going over. And a spark was lighted in my dad's heart. And he said to himself, I can get a bigger tent. I can get a better tent, one that's stronger, one that can withstand heavier winds. And it wasn't long until he had a tent that seated 12,000. And that's the tent that I remember and I grew up in. And I saw so many salvations and so many miracle healings in that tent. Friend, you just got to have a don't give up attitude that no matter what Satan throws at you, you're not going to quit. You're not going to give up. You're not going to allow fear to take over your life. You're going to use your faith. You're going to believe God for the miraculous. And I'm setting my faith with you right now. If, you, if you're in fear right now, I rebuke the fear. And I say it again. I've said it several times. Let me say it again. God has not given you a spirit of fear. But instead, he's given you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Well, power, love, and a sound mind, that's three things against one thing. So three always beats one in Jesus' name. I speak up for that spirit of power, love, and a sound mind to come strong in you. I rebuke every trace of, faith, of fear, and I command it to come out in the authority of Jesus' name. And I believe for you to make it to the other side, healthy, whole, and well, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you today. Thanks so much for joining me on the Expect a Miracle podcast. And I'll talk to you next week in Jesus' name. Bye-bye for now. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expect a Miracle with Richard Roberts. Please share with your friends on social media and help spread the healing, saving good news of Jesus with others.